My name is Pastor Bob Abrams. I, I have the privilege of serving as assistant to our bishop, Suzanne Darcy Dillahunt. She sends me this morning with warm greetings. Congratulations on the call of your pastor and his installation. And she also just said, tell him I said hi. So, hi from Bishop Dillahunt. Can I tell her you said hi back? I will do that. So, I was thinking about this reading and thinking about Pastor Lauren and this big day, and I thought, what does it mean to be a pastor these days? Being church, let alone a pastor, being church is different than it was, what do you say, 30 years ago. Is that right? Really different. It's different than it was three years ago. You know, churches and pastors and families, we operate in a different environment. A very different environment than, than when I was growing up, and I'm not that old. But things are changing rapidly. We don't have a 24-hour news cycle. We have a second-to-second -second news cycle. You guys could be fact-checking me on your phones while I preach. Please don't. We have instant messaging. The kids have the TikTok. We have any information we want at our fingertips, in our pockets, anytime we want to see it. And in the midst of all of this, fewer and fewer people are attending church. Am I right? Why is that? It's not just because of COVID. Society is changing. There was a, a recent Gallup poll that revealed that for the first time since the Second World War, fewer than 50% of Americans are members of a house of worship of any kind. Fewer than half. And some numbers before COVID indicate that fewer than a third attend religious services and on what they call a regular basis, which really means a few times a year. And weekly attendance was estimated to be somewhere between 10 and 13 percent, between 1 in 10 and 1 in 6 people. Guess what? People are not looking to organized religion to find meaning in their lives anymore. That used to be the go-to, right? But they're not. They're looking in other places. Being the church has changed, and that means being a pastor has changed. Most people may not be looking to organized religion to find meaning in their lives, but I have good news for you. We're not saved by organized religion, despite how I'm dressed. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're not saved by organized religion. We are saved by a person. And that person's name is Jesus. All of this is for him. All of it. Our calling as Christians, our calling as pastors, is to reveal him to a world who doesn't know him. To make him known amid all of the distractions, all of the noise, all of the stress, all of the back-to-back -back scheduling of our lives. That is our calling as the church. That is the mission that you've called Pastor Lauren to. To lift up and reveal the name of Jesus. The 
the one who has set people free, and yet they do not know him. Now, the way we do it will change. It has to change. But he will never change. This is the same Jesus. I like the Jesus on the road to Emmaus, by the way. I like it because he's blunt. He said that he set these guys straight by teaching them on a seven-mile walk between Jerusalem and Emmaus. One of, one of them was named Cleopas, and they were clearly rattled and confused by what they had seen. And it's interesting, isn't it, that they had been following Jesus, but they still misunderstood his mission. Can you believe that? So do we. They were confused about his mission. But before they even recognized who he was, he set them straight by walking them through the scriptures. Now I'm going to lift up two things to you today from this encounter that I think speak to the installation of your new senior pastor. The first one is this. Jesus walked them through the scriptures, but what he was doing was he was pointing out the bold plan of God. The bold plan of God to enter into our lives to teach us to suffer, to die, and to actually, really, bodily be raised from the dead walking out of his own tomb, revealing to us who God really is. A loving, self-giving, gracious creator who isn't done with any of us yet. None of us. In fact, you and I are part of the new creation that God launched on Easter morning. We're part of it. It's a plan of love. It's a plan of new life. And it changes people's lives. It changes people. I don't care if people call Christians hypocrites. You know why I don't care? Because we are. But you know what? God works through us. God changes us. And we continually, every day, continue to be changed. We just have to learn to tell other people our stories. And that makes Lutherans cringe. Am I right? But you know what? We have to learn to tell our stories. That's why the still mysterious Jesus was so blunt on the road. He said essentially to them, it's all here. This bold plan of God is all here. Don't be foolish. Don't be slow to believe. God has been promising this from the beginning. And you are part of it. You are part of it. They were called by Jesus to be bold witnesses. And so are we. That's the first thing I'd like to lift up. It's a bold plan calling for bold witnesses. The second thing I'd like for us to notice is this. Great things can happen once our eyes are opened. Great things can happen after our eyes are open, sometimes and often in spite of us. Cleopas and his friend, they did not realize who Jesus was until he broke the bread, right? And I'm going to quote Luke. Their eyes were open and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. 
but it's what happened after their eyes were opened that is so life-changing. That's when they started putting together what he had said, what they had witnessed, what it meant in their lives. They remembered walking along the road and their hearts burning within them as they realized what was really going on. They recognized not only that Jesus himself was walking with him, them, but as their hearts burned within them, they were never going to be the same again. We know it changed them. You know how we know that? Because here you and I are. If, the, if they had not told their stories, we wouldn't be here. They shared what they knew about Jesus even when they had to give everything up, including their lives. They shared it even when they had doubts about it. You may say, well, Pastor Bob, they didn't doubt after that. Hey, read the end of Matthew. When they're up on the mountaintop, it's the Great Commission. You know that story? One of the first things that Matthew says is, they believed and some of them doubted while they were on the mountaintop with him at the end. All people doubt. It's what we do with our doubts that matters. More importantly, it's what God does with our doubts. I lift these two things up to you today, that God's bold plan in Jesus calls for bold witnesses and that great things can happen after our eyes are open because what you and I are doing today is nothing more and nothing less than God's putting into action those things through us. We're rightly excited to be installing, installing Pastor Lord. And yeah, we can celebrate that moment today by, by this formal installation service and praise God for that. But what you and I are really doing today is not just relieving the anxiety of not having a senior pastor for a while. That's not what we're doing. And we're not having a ritual for ritual's sake. Why would we waste our time on that? What we're doing today is recognizing that we are part of God's plan for this world. All of us. God's plan of love and grace. Salvation. We're part of it because we're called, now that our eyes are open, to share the story. We're called, now that our hearts have been set on fire in baptism, and every single day when we return to our baptism, to be bold, not only about the fact that we believe in God, but that we follow the crucified and risen Jesus, and that he makes a difference in our lives. We're called, now that our eyes have been opened and our hearts set on fire, to love and serve our neighbors, especially the neighbors who we don't want in our church. The neighbors who others despise and reject that we despise and reject. And even worse, the neighbors that we overlook and walk past as if they don't exist. Why? Because that's who Jesus hung out with. That's why. So what's the answer to the fact that society is changing and being a pastor has changed? The answer is the same as it was then. Share him. Share him. Tell others about him. 
invite others into this life of faith. God will take it from there. It takes, it takes leaders to help us be organized in this mission. It takes leaders to preach the gospel, to administer the sacraments, to break the bread for us so that we can continually recognize Jesus. But all of us, all of us are called to be open and honest about who Jesus is. To wear him on our sleeve. To use his name positively in a world that uses it as a cuss word. People of Good Shepherd, led by your senior pastor and your awesome pastoral and ministry staff, my hope for you is not that you make America religious again. Our hope is that with our eyes opened and our hearts set on fire, God can and will do amazing things through us. How do we know that? Because it's a promise.